Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us, whether you're watching this online or listening to it on the go. We hope that today's episode will be encouraging for you. Today in the studio, we are joined by Mary Green, and we have a newcomer today, which we're excited about. Mr. Todd Beaverson is in the studio with us. We'll get to him in a moment. But as always, we like to give you a, uh, a joking sponsor of the week, uh, although last week wasn't, but this week is, and the sponsor of the week is, Mary? Measuring tapes. Do you measure up, Mary, is the question. I am practically perfect in every <laughs> in way. In every way. Okay, Poppins. <laughs> um, why would we have a measuring tape? Well, we felt like today was, this was an appropriate sponsor because we have work going on in the building both in the green room and outside at the pavilion. And so a measuring tape is a handy tool to make sure that everything is going as it should. Todd, do you measure twice before you cut? Always? Not always, but usually. Uh, you learn two, that lesson quickly, though, don't you? When, you have when to you're cut. cutting a 2 by 4 it's not as important as if you're cutting a 2 by 12 uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a less uh, give there. Um, so we'll uh, get to that in a little bit, but we're so grateful that uh, we have moved beyond just our arms trying to figure out distances. Here. Oh, I still do that. I still, if I forget my measuring tape, think, okay, if I, can I hold, can I hold the, the, the measurement the whole time? I've got about that much. All right. Uh, well, let's recap the previous uh, Sunday. This past week, we started a new sermon series uh, called Pretty Ugly People. And uh, Mary, you're still finishing up. Uh, we're, yep, we're Summer Blast. Toy Stories. Yep. Toy Stories. Last so week was remote control cars, mm -hmm. talking about things that have batteries and need to, to pause and be recharged in order to continue working, just mm -hmm. like God designed us and our bodies to need a pause, a, a sleep, a recharge in order for us to continue working. Absolutely. Um, I, if you're not a parent and you don't know what Summer Blast is or you haven't seen the forms that uh, go out with Summer Blast, uh, Mary picks these themes that go throughout the whole summer and this year's Toy Story, which you've talked mm -hmm. about before. But it, the way that they pair up with verses is so cool. And Todd, you have firsthand experience with Summer Blast as well. Have How you? long have you been doing Summer Blast? A long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing junior church before Mary came. Yeah. And then, thankfully, when Mary came, I didn't have to do it every week, <laughs> every week. of the year. <laughs> yeah. But Summer Blast is like your jam, though, right? You get to go yeah. shoot water at kids and, and, yeah. and help out outside. It's pretty fun. Is it? Okay. Yeah, we did tug-of-war last week. Oh, yeah. did you win? Well, I didn't really participate that much. <laughs> okay. That much. The boys would say it was not fair. Yeah. <laughs> One time he helped the girls. Yeah, okay. a little bit. That's awesome. Um, and another thing I wanted to uh, highlight is this past Sunday we did a blessing bucket uh, for a family in town that lost their home. Uh, we're connected through them through Billy and Sammy Dawkins. And um, we raised some money. We did a blue, uh, the blessing buckets. And I'm going to announce this on Sunday, but for all of you podcast listeners, this is a sneak preview. Uh, we raised $1,756.70 for them. Uh, which will be a great blessing as they're trying to figure out what their next steps are uh, in the loss of their home. So that was a recap of Sunday. Um, if you missed any of the sermons or the things that were going on, check out tlcc.church and you can get 
caught back up with what is happening and, uh, and the sermon for that Sunday. All right, we want to give you the TLCC top three of uh, what's coming up, announcements that you need to be aware of of what's happening. And the first, we've already said this, but we want to reiterate it, it's rescheduling the pool party. Mary, you want to take this one? The, we had an uh, all-church pool party planned for the Friday night after VBS was concluded so that we had a chance to get to know our VBS families um, and get connected with them. And unfortunately, we had that storm that came through and blew us sideways. So that had to be rescheduled. And after much toing and froing, we finally have settled on Saturday night, August 5th, from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Aquatic Center. If weather comes up and we have to cancel and we can't do it that night, it will just be canceled because they're coming to the close of their swim season. Their lifeguards are going back to college and mm-hmm. and high school, so it's the fifth. I hate scheduling stuff. It's like the worst thing in the world. Trying to get everybody's schedules to line up is like terrible. So if it doesn't work for your schedule, we're sorry. We did the best we could. This is the best option we've got. You're gonna just have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, really, that's the the long and short of it. So. That is coming up. That will be August 5th, 7 to 9. Uh, we also want to let you know, if you are part of the XYZers group, the Extra Years of Zest, which is our 65... 50. 55. And pl- Whoa. Yeah. I about... Yeah, you, you about shave off a decade there. trouble there. <laughs> 55 plus group. Um, you're not ready for that group yet. Don't even think about it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 55 plus group. Uh, they are having an ice cream social, which is going to happen August 6th at 6 p.m. And uh, I don't know all the things they have planned for that, but Ed and Sarah Lewis do a great job of organizing it and getting it together. So if you have questions about it, Ed and Sarah Lewis are the people you need to talk to. But that's happening uh, August 6th at 6 p.m. here at the church building. And then the last thing is the Barba Community uh, which is going to happen August 13th in the evening. Uh, that's a Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And that's a basically a potluck for the church. And we can have some fun and get together. We're going to have games, games games outside. Uh, we're going to try to get some uh, of the games that our students love out here as well. But if you are someone who loves to make barbecue, whether that's smoking meat or you've got your own special recipe, we're going to have a contest for you. Uh, to sign up for and participate in, uh, complete with a prize and um, uh, bragging rights for the rest of the year. So if you're someone that likes to smoke meat or do any sort of barbecue, we'd like for you to sign up and and do that. I'm mainly doing this competition so I can eat the meat. I, I don't I don't do barbecuing. I don't actually. I, I have a question about that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Since I'm in the junior church, I don't hear the announcements and stuff yeah, going yeah. on so yeah. much. Are you just going to have like one type of prize for the barbecue, or are you going to have categories? We're not going to go crazy with the categories. I just wondered because like you might have fish uh-huh. and poultry Yep, and those animals on the hoof. On the hoof animals. Yeah. It probably will have to depend on how many entries we have. Yeah, yeah if we get a, a plethora of entries, we might divide it into categories. But for now, it's it's got to be a type of meat, so it's included in your recipe, because some people do beans and things like that. But it's got to be a type of meat included in your recipe. Uh, it's got to be a form of barbecue, and it's got to be delicious. You have to yeah. sign up. And you got well, you got to sign up, yeah. Yeah. Because we want to know how many there are in case you've got to divide it into categories. So, um, can I tell my barbecue joke? Oh, please, please tell this your. This is the perfect joke. place for jokes. Okay, hit it. A chicken, 
a pig and a cow walk into a barbecue restaurant. The end. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. <laughs> it was good. I didn't want to make it. The fun. end. They did not okay. last long. Uh, That's terrible. Do the kids groan when you tell them jokes back there? Do they just, ah. Uh, mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Uh, there, your, there, your TLCC top three. The pool uh, party has been rescheduled Saturday, August fifth. The ice cream social is happening for the XYZers group on August sixth uh, at six p.m. And then on August thirteenth, we're going to have a uh, churchwide potluck. Bring food, bring sides, whatever you'd like to bring. But if you want to be a part of that competition, sign up at the sign up table in the lobby, and uh, we'll enjoy some good old fashioned competition. All right, well, this week's spotlight is Mr. Todd Beaverson, and uh, I wanted to, first and foremost, thank you for coming on. This is not something you were planning to do today. No. <laughs> we, we snagged him in the hallway. We thought, I actually thought we should go down and do it at the pavilion and kind of show people what was going on. Maybe we'll make a short video. But uh, first and foremost, uh, just tell people who you are. You, uh, yeah, if you would, introduce yourself. Tell them who you are and how you're connected to the church here. Uh, I'm Todd Beaverson. Um, I'm married to Dawn. She's been secretary here for a long time. A while. Um, <clears throat> I moved to Moberly in 1981 to attend school at Central mm -hmm. and uh, met Dawn at college. And so we've been married since 1984. And I've been attending, well, started at Union Avenue in 1981 and uh, been attending ever since. So you are someone that I would consider a, a perfect model for, not only a perfect specimen, but a perfect <laughs> model for uh, an individual who, I mean, you went to a Christian college. I'm assuming you thought you'd go into ministry or some, no? no? You just went there? What'd you no, go there for? I mean, it's, my dad's a preacher. Mm -hmm. Well, excuse me, my dad was a preacher. He just passed away about a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, preached as long as he was physically able to get up and get behind the pulpit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I graduated young. I started college when I was 17. Mm -hmm. um, really didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. And uh, so came to college. I thought, well, probably a good place to get myself Start. squared away and figure <laughs> out what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, I didn't ever have a plan of a full-time ministry type thing. But uh, I knew I needed more of a biblical background and so uh, attended central for two years so you're for me you're a model of someone who didn't go into full-time ministry but has impacted the church in a great way and and I think sometimes we get the idea that I I can't be impactful in a church or in a you know a, a, a congregation if I'm not in full-time ministry uh, but you have you have definitely impacted this congregation in many ways, uh, but you're not in full-time ministry, but you still are full-time participating in the congregation. So have you ever, you, I guess you already answered the question, you, you didn't desire to go into full-time ministry. How has, how have you viewed your role of serving the church and being a part of the church, not being in full-time ministry? Because you've always participated, you've yeah. always been a part of it. I mean, you know, God gives, God gives everybody different skills. Um, you know, I realized one of the first things when I became a deacon, um, they uh, we had different roles for different people to head up. 
and uh, I was placed in charge of benevolence. Mm. It didn't take long for me to realize that was not my gift. Not your gift. <laughs> Begged off of that. and uh, um, Were you more of a hardline, get your life together person, or yeah, were you uh, given too much money? Okay. Um, you know, it was, uh, well, I won't go into the details, but, uh, you know, there were circumstances that mm. I said, I don't know, yeah, this is not my thing. I mean, I know there are people who are really good at that. Yeah. Uh, David yeah. Sears. Yeah. You know, really good at that. Yeah. Uh, not mine. So uh, I switched over to missions and have been doing that for mm -hmm. a long time now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Mary? I thought you were. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think, I think another one of Todd's gifts is his ability to enjoy kids. The kids love it in the summertime when he's in our class. And honestly, he is just a taller kid sometimes. Mm -hmm. When we're playing games, and especially when it's the water war weekend, he's right in there with the hose, and those kids love it. They love having him play with them, participate with him. He's also great at drawing out those Shire kids who are a little intimidated by the group, and they'll just pick up their stuff and go in the back and sit down by Todd. And it's like he's a comforting presence for them, and that's been impactful. And this summer it was fun because now that you're retired, he came to camp. And, again, they just, they love Todd. And he also excels in the memory work challenge yes. in the summertime because he, ha he can always come up with a rhythm. For most every verse that I pick up. Are you the one that comes up with these rhythms? And so it's like when it's competition time, all the kids are like, Todd's on our team, Todd's on our team, Todd's on our team. And it's like, wait a minute. So did you do that note, temptation has to Well, you know, I don't know how. That one's We learned that both when we were kids. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because my kids are going around my house. No, Anyways, it's great. It's, it's Have great. you learned it too with them? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I've got the cadence down. Todd, cadence you can down. see Todd lips moving at the back of the room while he's looking at the verse and figuring out the rhythm that <laughs> so. would work best with the crazy verse that I've chosen for that week. Uh -huh. And it is. It's um, it's understanding that you can remember things mm -hmm. to a cadence, a rhythm, a song, yeah. and they do. Even when they're saying to me at the end of the summer, sometimes they're still saying it in that rhythm. So... How do you then, you, you, you just retired. Congratulations. Back in November, huh? Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I guess before I ask the question, I should say, how's that going? Do you enjoy it? Or is I it, recommend it. Is it what you, okay, it's what you were wanting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it's great. Um, people ask me, what am I doing now? And I say, anything I want to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice to have the free time to, uh, you know, spend time with my grandkids more. Mm. Uh, well, like the project we're doing right now. I mean, it's... You can I, be here on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you think about individuals, well, this is for me, when I think about individuals who, like, I don't fit a certain mold to serve in the church, uh, or I may be working full-time, or uh, I'm not in full-time ministry, what, what would you say to individuals that feel like they are somehow less than or hindered to actually participate because they don't see themselves as, you know, I'm not Daniel on the stage or I don't have the full-time role that some of these people have. Everybody has talents. I don't care who you are, what, uh, everybody has talents. And um, God calls us to use our talents 
to his glory, whatever it is. Um, you're stocking shelves at Walmart, and uh, you know what? We all walk through Walmart every week, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, there's there's people walking up and down those aisles every single day. And I'm sure if you're in there full time, I mean, because I see people that, you know, you can see people who need, you just need someone to say hi to them. Mm. And you never know when that saying hi to somebody in the store might lead to a conversation, uh, you know, about anything. Yeah. Um, just like the kids in junior church, you know, you can tell which of those kids don't have two parents at home. And yeah. uh, the boys, especially, that don't have a dad at home, yeah. you know, they always want to come up and give you a big hug and yeah. tell you what they did this week. And, um, you know, it's the same people wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Um, it's a matter of just paying attention um, to what's going on around you. And, uh, you know, there's always people hurting everywhere that need that need a hug, that need a friendly word. Um, you don't know how, sometimes just what a looking at somebody in the eye and smiling at them, yeah. what that means to some people. Yeah. That's so. great. Well, I've, I've always been encouraged by you and uh, impressed with how you uh, serve the church. Even when you were working full time, you still were committed to participating um, you don't love meetings, so no. th we're not calling this a meeting. We're not calling this a meeting, uh, and I'm not, I, I totally understand that. Um, let's talk about missions, because you have served as kind of the director leading up, heading up the missions uh, here at the church, so you've had a hand in uh, different avenues, different areas of the missions work that we do. Uh, one of the missions you're particularly connected to is Fidel in uh, Mexico. Uh, tell me about how you first got connected with him, uh, your first trip and your last trip. So the last, the latest yeah. trip that you took mm -hmm. uh, compared to the first trip and how you got connected with him. Paint the picture for us. Uh, when we first, when Doug Delp first came to uh, church at Union Avenue, um, they had a relationship already with a group. Uh, there were four or five churches from the Midwest that each year would travel to Juarez, Mexico, and um, just do basically benevolence while we were there. Go to nursing homes, children's homes, orphanages, and just take them supplies, um, whatever they might need. And so I went on that uh, for a couple of trips. And uh, during one of those trips, um, the man leading it uh, was from uh, Spanish American Evangelistic Ministries in El Paso, Texas. Um, he said, well, we want to go out to this village. It's about an hour and a half drive out there, but there's, uh, there's a young minister there that we would like for you to meet and uh, you know, maybe think about supporting him if possible. So we made the trip out an hour and a half, and it was a, you know, across the desert. And uh, the highway was not good. <laughs> Don't complain about the roads here. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. And uh, we got out to this little village, about 400 people. And um, we met this young guy named Fidel Mancinas. Um, I'm guessing probably was in his 20s, late 20s at the time. Um, he was spending his week working in Juarez in a factory for $50 a week. Then on the weekends, he would drive back to the village and preach at this church that they were just getting started. 
And um, so Ed Weckerly, the man from Spanish American Evangelistic Ministries that introduced us to him, said, you know, if, if you guys had uh, the ability to you know, come up with 50 bucks a week um, to support him, he could quit his job in the factory and become a full-time preacher. So um, at the time, we had a class here called uh, Family Builders. It was mainly young couples. That was back when I was... <laughs> the young couple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was probably close to your age okay. with kids about the age of some of your kids. So yeah. um, talked to the class, and I said, you know, I mean, we're talking about 200 bucks a month. Surely we can come up with... Well, we did. And, I mean, it was not even a problem at all. We came up with way more than that you know, per month. And so we started supporting Fidel. And um, so that was 25, 6, 7, I don't remember, years ago. Yeah. You know, that we started doing that. Um, and uh, we still, you know, he's, he's moved to a different and started a second church now. Uh, found a young man to take over the first ministry and uh, moved to a, a city, a larger city, about two hours away and started a church there. And uh, that church is growing. Um, it's been in existence now for five or six years. Uh, started out as a house church, and now they have 70 to 80 people a week wow. on a regular basis. Um, I can tell you some stories there that just are what keep me like uh, going. Yeah, it's, um, but I don't want to take a, you know, much more time for that. So, your last trip was recent. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, last February. Last February you guys went out there and uh, sometimes your trips are working. Well, usually you're working. Something. We do some work, yeah. yeah. But it's also encouraging. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's also times where you go and encourage Fidel too. Um, and it's cool to see that relationship where sometimes people view missions as a church just writing a check to make them feel themselves feel better, yeah. you know. This is a a relationship where you've been working with this guy for yeah. you know twenty plus years, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, what do you think the future holds for him? He's now kind of I wouldn't call it in the sunset years of ministry, but he's getting older. He is. He's just is a he, couple of years younger than me. Well, then very young. Late. So young. <laughs> I think he's about fifty eight. 57 or eight. Is he starting to think about? I mean, he has a young minister. Is he starting to think about secessions and people taking over? I mean. He's still very much hands-on. Yeah, he is, and um, I, I don't know what his, I mean, I feel like he's kind of like my dad where, He's going to preach till he's done. Yeah, he'll be standing up there one day preaching, and then he'll just stop. <laughs> and then they'll just pick him up and take him out bury him. And then he'll go meet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know that he has ever really considered there might come a day when he's not able to get up and preach anymore. Well, you got to admire that kind of commitment and passion. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, we've had Fidel here before. The last time he was here, he sang a little bit and, and he spoke. And um, I, I can't wait till he can come back uh, to do that again. And we just had a painting. We just had his, uh, uh, it was his dove painting mm -hmm. uh, that we were doing some work back there that we got out again. So uh, we're going to frame that, I think, and hang that around the building. Nice. Um, so it'll be cool to see. Well, um, I always ask... Uh, you were going to ask him about the pavilion. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about the pavilion. <laughs> yeah, so how's it going? We're, we're turning that into a, a garage. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Is it all right? Do you think it's a good thing? Tell, tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, 
You know, we've been talking for quite a long time about long building a building to put our vehicles in. And, I mean, it it started out as it would be nice to have, but now it's a we, we have to have because we've lost track of how many catalytic <laughs> converters we've had stolen. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, I mean, plus being good stewards of those vehicles, sitting out in the weather in the hot sun and in the cold it is not good on them. And so... You know, we've wanted something for a long time, and we came up with the idea of, you know, the pavilion's nice, but how much do we really use it? Not a whole lot. And um, I didn't realize, I mean, that, that building's been there for over 20 years, mm-hmm. and no one goes and, you know, does a close inspection on the building to see what kind of shape it's in. And yeah. So when you got down there... <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's it was in way worse shape than I thought, yeah. and if we didn't do something to it, the weather was going to take it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really good wind would just, it would be gone. Yeah. Because the poles that go into the ground are almost completely eaten off by ants. Yeah. And uh, it was listing. <laughs> just a little? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was leaning towards the pond about four inches. Wow. And so it something, whether we did this or not, something had to be done. Yeah. Well, you know, the idea was, well, for about $12,000, we can turn that into an enclosed place to put the vans, plus, plus get rid storage. of a couple of the sheds that are back here that are in so-so shape, right? Uh, and store all of our drive-through Bethlehem and stuff in yeah. there. Um, and so, uh, you know, that was the first idea, and then we thought, well, you know, we hate to lose completely a place to have picnics and stuff like that. So then the next idea was, well, maybe we can put a lean-to on the pond side, which in some ways will be better than the pavilion because when it's windy, you know, you'll have the wall, the building there to protect from that. And, uh, you know, we typically get a north or west wind, and so that would be completely uh, protected from that. Um... And so, um, you know, it's just great that we have so many talented people in the congregation yeah. that have different abilities and uh, willingness to help with, um, you know, we had to have some electrical done, uh, some framing, and um, you know, garage doors, and just all of those things. And so many people have stepped up and just donated time, materials, and you know, several of them said, "Please don't mention my name. I don't. Uh, I'm not in it for that." And uh, you know, it's just great that we have all of those abilities. It is great, and it's a testament to not only the deacons who are participating, heading it up, you yourself, but also just to the individuals in the congregation who, again, you might feel like, you know, my role isn't as important as other roles, but no, it's incredibly important, and uh, we're grateful for everybody that's participating in it. So uh, hopefully soon you'll see that project completed and you'll uh, maybe we'll even get to participate in uh, enjoying that uh, the rest of that out there. But we're grateful for the work that you guys are doing. All right, Mary has the blessing of the week to wrap this up. Uh, Mary, would you share with us the blessing of the week? This yeah. is two in a row, by the way, for her. Um, it's going on your record now yeah. that, that you're a pro at this. I should be able to take a couple months off. <laughs> is that what that, this means? Okay. Um, one of my favorite chapters um, in the Psalms, and I, 
I like the Psalms for a variety of reasons, but it's chapter 119, and it's the longest chapter. But it's also um, arranged by the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. But it starts off like this. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. And I love that because it starts off saying, when you are following God, when you are trusting Him, when you are ordering your life around His guidelines, you have that joy, that knowledge that He is with you, He is providing for you, He is helping you, He is with you, He's guiding you, and you don't have to be worried about um, comparing yourself to what His Word says. You are already being thoughtful of that and considerate of that when you live your life. And so... Um, the way we can say thank you for what he's given us and what he's done for us is by living like we should and according to his commands. Just like Todd was saying, looking for the people around us, giving them that smile, that word, that encouragement that says, you are loved by God and you are worth my time and looking you in the eye and saying thank you and I appreciate you and you are loved. And um, I love that he starts out that longest chapter by saying good things happen when you're living according to his guidelines. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for joining us this week. We pray that you've been encouraged and informed, and uh, we can't wait to see you here next week on the Ripple Effect podcast. Thanks for joining us.